Welcome to Aging Better in Uncertain Times. I'm Gord Martineau, in studio, alongside Dr. Fabio Varlese. Here, we help you keep informed and up-to-date on the latest in science, medicine, and technology that helps us all age better in these uncertain times. I think people are going to keep wearing masks. I think people are going to be much more, I hope that people are going to, you know, retain the good habits that we're we're, we're developing of mask wearing and more hand washing. All of those things, I think generally will translate that we're doing now in everyday life will translate into travel. And I think that's going to make it safer for everyone. Are we going to go back to the days of yore? I hope not, because I think a lot of these advances in, in disinfecting and cleaning and air filtering will be helpful generally going forward where whether or not COVID stays with us for very much longer. Hi everyone and thanks for joining us on our weekly guide into living a better healthier life so we can all experience aging better in these uncertain times. Throughout this series we're going to examine the best ways to prepare ourselves for the future. So what's the best advice for our overall health? We're going to look at every aspect affecting your life That means physical, mental, financial, nutritional, and medical. We're going to cover all the bases. To do that, we'll supply you with high-value information from the leading experts in each field. And by that, I don't mean just everyday opinions. We're going to be introducing you to the leading experts in each field, men and women who have studied, worked, and who teach at the highest levels. You have questions, we have the answers. Joining me here in the studio, Dr. Fabio Varlese, a specialist in internal medicine and geriatric medicine as well. He's the Vice President of Medical Affairs and Chief of Staff at Runnymede Hospital, Staff Specialist at Baycrest Health Sciences. Dr. Verlese, also an Assistant Professor at the University of Toronto. Welcome, Dr. Verlese. Uh, we're talking about travel here, and that's really a challenge for a heck of a lot of people, not only for the industry itself, but for people. Because, uh, you know, no one wants to quarantine for 14 days before and after a trip. And, and where do you go? Can you go somewhere? So travel is, is, is a big issue for a lot of people. And, uh, you know, many people have just said, you know what, it's just too confusing a picture. I'm staying home. That is so true. In, in clinical practice every day, um, we're getting these questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, the population that I serve is is an aging population, and uh, uh, we've learned uh, even from uh, previous episodes that um, aging in of itself it brings along opportunity for more chronic medical conditions. Um, uh, the biology of aging is a science in of itself, and you know the natural evolution of our health um, has it that even immunity is affected with aging. And um, we've always talked about how important it is to uh, look at uh, how to age in a healthy manner, how to shift lifestyles, how to get the type of medical attention that is needed. In this period Mm -hmm. of time, we're talking about getting your flu shot, uh, the various forms of screenings that sometimes have been very difficult even during the pandemic. And so when I get the question, my first response is, uh, where are we at in time? Because Mm -hmm. this is an evolving picture. And uh, I always advise people to be always attentive of what's going on there. What are the announcements? What is the reality of of the current situation um, when it comes to the pandemic? And then you know, look at yourself, your own health. Do I really need to travel at this point in time? What does it mean to travel today? Uh, going to another country, they may have all sorts of bands of their own. Yep. Uh, and then coming back, what does it mean? Uh, the exposures that you're going to have. And how is my health? Yep. Am I really keeping my health in check? 
Um, so yeah, so travel uh, is something that is a recurring question that I get, and I'm so happy that today we're going to be addressing uh, this important topic because we've been at home for a very long time, and uh, and people have got uh, even very creative uh, traveling in their in our own country, which is a wonderful place. So another of the leading experts we've been discussing is uh, our guest today, Lynn Elmhurst. Lynn is a, an award-winning travel journalist, a content creator, an on-camera travel expert, and host. Now, Lynn has produced and hosted uh, travel programs that have been uh, aired in 50 countries in the world. So uh, you, Lynn, are all about travel and all of the issues that go with it. But tell me your initial reaction when the pandemic arrived, and of course the situation changes by the hour, what you, what you were thinking when all of a sudden everything was shut down. That's an interesting question. I was actually traveling uh, when the hammer kind of finally came down. Mm-hmm. We were hearing for, about this, and I think people who were tuned into it uh, were hearing uh, rumors and little bits and pieces of COVID, or as they called it at the time, coronavirus, um, as early as late December. And then through January and February, and of course, many travel journalists like me have a lot of trips booked through the year. And slowly we're starting to say, hmm, you know, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? And I remember having a conversation with a colleague and we were talking with a, a content partner and we said, you know, we're going to have to cancel this trip. We can soft shoe around this, but there's no way we're going to be on this. And then I was in Vancouver traveling um, in the first, well, the second week of March. And I was home from that trip just before Trump finally made the announcement and just before the borders closed. And it was really just like, I was in a room full of travel professionals and really that's where all they were talking about is how could this possibly be happening? And it was, there was just stunned looks on everyone's faces when that finally hit. Not only how could this be happening, but how could it drag on for so long? I mean, initially I think most people thought, well, okay, a couple of months, two, three months and, and we'll get through this and we'll get over it. But Look at look at us now, and we're talking about maybe the end of 2021 before things start to to kind of normalize. That's true. Early on, people were comparing COVID to other um, disasters that have affected travel, things like 9/11 or even SARS. And those things, of course, the immediate impact it came down hard, and nobody traveled. It came back very quickly. That has not happened with COVID. This is really unprecedented in the experience of anybody in travel. Um, the fact that something, I mean, travel is is almost like the the what is it the the canary in the mine shaft. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anything international is happening, travel gets hit first, travel gets hit hardest, and in this case, it's it's impacted travel for the longest of almost any other industry. Do you get the sense there's a pent-up desire to travel by a lot of people? And if so, what kind of advice do you offer people who are going to travel about, you know, medications they may require, immunizations, all of these things? What, what are you prepared to tell people? I have an absolute sense that there's an enormous pent-up desire to travel. Since we're talking about wellness overall, I want to point out how many studies have shown time and time again that travel is good for you. Travel is good for your mental health. In many ways, travel is good for your physical health, and travel is good for your emotional and spiritual well-being. I think human beings have a primal urge to go walk about, to explore the world around them, and I think that it fulfills something really wonderful, whether that's hanging out on a beach, something very simple, or actually you know, becoming immersed in other people's cultures. Everybody, so many people that I speak to or who contact me, 
are so longing to travel again, and, and they're really trying to find healthy ways and safe ways of doing it. The one thing that I would say to everyone is make sure you have insurance. I think insurance and uh, comprehensive travel health insurance mm -hmm. is one of the most important things. Up until very, you know, relatively recently, for almost six months uh, into the COVID crisis, travelers who left the country, even if you had travel medical insurance, COVID was not covered. So if you had gone out of the country and, and had uh, been exposed to and come down with COVID, you really weren't covered by insurance. And that's a huge, huge thing. As you know, certainly in places like the States, you can be overwhelmed very quickly uh, by medical bills and you just don't want to be in that position. One of the biggest breakthroughs I think has really been the fact that tour operators and airlines started offering complimentary travel health insurance yep. to their passengers. And then also now travelers can buy it themselves. So just like you would ordinarily go out and buy travel health insurance, you could go buy it yourself. Medical tourism is, is a big deal in many countries and, you know, you kind of kill two birds with one stone where you can travel to a far off place and, and get your surgical needs looked after mm -hmm. for a price that, that is uh, affordable, more affordable than it would be at home. But that has to have been hit hard, that area of tourism. Yeah, that's that's absolutely. Um, in fact, that's such a niche. I mean, it's certainly it's a very interesting niche of the market, but it is such a niche. Um, I don't think that that's really even uh, a big part of what's being impacted. Really, what's mm -hmm. being impacted are people who just want to be able to go away. Some people who already have second homes, but let's face it, people who want to take a cruise, people who want to go to the beach, those are the areas that and, and you know, certainly medical tourism is at a standstill. It will come back just because people want cheap dentistry. Yeah. Um, but it's really just general traveling. Um, it's really an unprecedented state of affairs. I saw a photograph the other day, and uh, for me, it was particularly eerie. And it was, you know, a couple of dozen cruise ships parked in Turkey because mm -hmm. they weren't going anywhere. When you see something like that, does it make you feel kind of sad? And, and does it look a little eerie? I mean, they look like ghost ships. Yeah, ghost is a is a good word for it. Um, the fact is, they're all manned, so it's not like the yeah. good news is they're not just out there floating. Um, it really is. It's inconceivable. Nobody, I think, could ever have thought that they would see such a thing. I mean, we're hearing about people who are, you know, making uh, making the most of the opportunity. They're actually offering tours of ports where all these ships are basically parked out, you know, at anchor, and they're doing tours of these areas. Yeah. It, it it it's it's a shocking thing. I think what really um, at the end of October, something that really was a big breakthrough was that the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control in Atlanta, actually lifted their no-sale order. So from March until the end of October, there had been a no-sale order in place that mm -hmm. no ships of a certain size, and the size was very small, any ship of a certain size was not allowed to sail into or out of American ports. Right. And when that lifted at the end of October, it really gave an enormous sort of um, – it was a real gesture that, that gave a lot of people, travelers and travel industry people, a lot of hope that we would get back to traveling and get back to cruising. Dr. Varlazy, what kind of warnings do you issue to your patients who are, you know, uh, doctor, I'm going away on a cruise uh, or I'm traveling here or traveling there. What do you say to them? I mean, obviously, they've got to take uh, all kinds of precautions. Well, uh, we have to really sit down and, and talk to them. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously, I'm so happy that we've talked about the very positive aspects of traveling and how it has a truly a, a, an important impact on our general sense of well-being, being uh, on our health and 
on our um, emotional state. I mean, we need that. And in fact, uh, I can also say that during this pandemic, we've had much less ability to get away. And we have the stress of the pandemic. We yep. have this inability to just travel freely. Because you're on lockdown. You're on yeah. lockdown. And that type of stress and anxiety accumulates. So we are hoping to see a change but when it comes to traveling, I, I have to say that, I, especially for an aging population, I still always ask the question, is this travel necessary? Is this something related to your own personal life, mm -hmm. family? You know, that's a different uh, ask and, and question. And get your shots, make sure you're... you're and so, yes. And so up. if that is absolutely necessary, then definitely make sure that, you know, you had your flu shot, that you're updated with your uh, pneumonia vaccination that perhaps if you qualify, you had your shingles uh, vaccination. Um, you know, uh, what is this current state of your health right now? Is your diabetes truly under control? Your blood pressure under control? Are things, you know, uh, running well with you in terms yeah. of your own health? And then slowly you could make the case. Uh, but but it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a difficult topic and people need to continue to listen, you know, as the directives change as time changes. Lynn, what's the future of travel going to look like? I mean, we've seen photos, uh, you know, of, of shields between uh, airline seats and, and there's got to be social distancing. Um, do you think that's the, those kinds of precautions are ever going to go away? And, and what will we be seeing? That's a huge question, yeah, and it, uh, um, it forces people to look into a bit of a crystal ball. I mean, certainly uh, a COVID vaccination is um, something that I think would change uh, how we travel uh, in a post-COVID era. Earlier on in COVID, there was talks of, uh, as you say, middle seats, uh, empty in airplanes to facilitate social distancing. That has now gone by the wayside and airlines are selling out all their seats. And studies are showing, I mean, everybody in travel, and this is a great thing for reasons outside of COVID. Lots of people tell you even without COVID, every time they flew on a plane, they would get sick. Um, and everybody in travel is really upping their game. Um, airlines are, are not only installing really efficient, um, effective filters, air filters. So air filters are being replaced that are making air cleaner. Mm -hmm. um, they're using antimicrobial coatings on things. Things are getting more deeply cleaned all throughout every, every touch point in travel from airports to airplanes, cruise ships and tour buses, all of those things are getting uh, a whole new set of protocols to make travel healthier and safer. So we could end up, I mean, we are seeing a few, there were a few bubble cruises in Europe where they have plexiglass between tables and you would see a river cruise ship with plexiglass on either side of it. That plexiglass may stay in place. We may see a lot fewer things like buffets in a lot of places. Yep. Um, but I think the cleaning and the filtering of air and people also following protocols, wearing the masks, I think people are going to keep wearing masks. I think people are going to be much more, I hope that people are going to, you know, retain the good habits that we're, we're, we're developing of mask wearing and more hand washing. All of those things, I think, generally will translate that we're doing now in everyday life will translate into travel. And I think that's going to make it safer for everyone. Are we going to go back to the days... But, of your, I hope not, because I think a lot of these advances in, in disinfecting and cleaning and air filtering will be helpful generally going forward, where whether or not COVID stays with us for very much 
longer. You personally faced some serious challenges because you've got, uh, you know, a TV show, a travel TV show coming up on PBS, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, the world's greatest cruises. Um, <laughs> and that's in 2021. But yes. how are you dealing with this? Are you shooting anything now? Uh, no. So uh, COVID obviously put a wrench in that. And yep. what we decided was season one we were going to use. Luckily, I've been traveling uh, with other projects and filming on an amazing cruise ships and amazing cruise itineraries. And we're using um, uh, library, our library of footage for that. Yep. We are um, uh, planning to be filming uh, this year uh, in 2021. And uh, there are exciting new things. There are new ships coming out. And, and so these new ships, the great thing is, Cruising is really taking off and really interesting ways of cruising, smaller ships, uh, expedition ships. Mm -hmm. And these new ships that are coming on have tremendous advances in things like air filters and making sure that um, each uh, stateroom is, is, is breathing its own air, not the next air. So there's, doing, uh, there's lots of new cruise ships with lots of new innovations that are going to make cruising safer uh, along with the rest of the world, right? Everyone's, everyone's innovating. Um, I, uh, I think there's never been a better time than, for, than now for a love letter to cruise travel. So I think that's what World's Greatest Cruises is going to be. Uh, cruising got uh, an unfair, uh, bad reputation as sort of the face of COVID at early days. But um, the reality is COVID was spreading because we didn't have protocols in place. And it was just mm. unfortunate a few ships got caught in that. Yeah. Cruising is, and the things that the cruise industry has been doing to uh, innovate and make cruising incredibly safe for the people on board and the communities that they visit is tremendous. And, uh, and I think cruising is going to come back in gangbusters. So the travel industry is suffering, no question about it. But people still are traveling. You've seen this. And and if, if you have people, you're talking to people and they say, you know, I'd really like to go, you know, to, to this country or that country. How do you uh, set them at ease? How do you tell them, you know, you can still do this, but you have to do, there are certain things you have to prepare for. Absolutely. People need to be smart in their travels, just like they need to be smart in their everyday lives. Uh, people need to do their homework. Um, they need to have travel insurance. They need to talk to their doctor beforehand, uh, you know, as, as we've been talking about, and make sure that they are in good health and, and do the things that they can do, like vaccinations that are available. And the other thing is that I would say, especially in the early days, if you're nervous about COVID, small is better. Smaller groups, smaller everything so instead of being in a very large hotel you might want to choose a villa this is where extended families grandparents parents and children can form their own bubble and and go together as a travel bubble as their own travel bubble and maybe they stay in a villa on the grounds of a resort rather than in the main hotel they can stay separate from other people if you're going on a group tour maybe you go on a smaller group tour if you want to go on a cruise go on a smaller ship so you're just with fewer people and you have a little bit less exposure and more control. Some final thoughts now with Dr. Varlese's prescription to aging better. Everyone enjoys traveling to a, to a, you know, an exotic locale or somewhere they'd like to be other than home, but they face particular challenges during a time of COVID. So Dr. Varlese, how do you counsel people say, you know, before you, you get on that plane or get in that car or however you're going to travel, you need to think about this pretty, pretty deeply. Incredible. Gord, uh, today more than ever, uh, I mean, uh, people have had to give up uh, all sorts of uh, uh, scheduled flights and vacations uh, during uh, during COVID, and we're already dealing with 
uh, a lot of anxiety that goes along with this new normal that we're dealing with. But at the same time, uh, you know, there's no uh, safety valve for this uh, anxiety that may be building up. And uh, travel, we heard today from Lynn how important it is. It's, it's uh, in fact, uh, a major component to, you know, our, our good health. Yeah. We need that. But how do you deal with it today? And as I sit down with patients every day, I, I, uh, I get this question all the time. And, uh, you know, I ask them first, you know, uh, is travel important to you now? That's the first question to ask. And if it is, well, then let's talk about how to make it safe. Right. Get your flu shot. Get the, all the other vaccinations that you need. Um, uh, is Where is your health at today? Uh, let's, let's make sure that you understand that uh, chronic diseases need to be managed well in order to have the type of medical stability in order to make that uh, trip. Um, and what are all the tips? And we heard so much today from Lynn. She was amazing. Um, how to make it safe. So nothing changes. Uh, social yeah. distancing, uh, the washing your hands even more frequently, wearing that mask, paying attention, being mindful as you go uh, through the various steps in a travel uh, pursuit. Um, so mindfulness is important. Just knowing that you're a bit more exposed than when you're at home. Um, so this is important. And as we wrap up today, please, folks, get a flu shot. The information is at myflushot.ca. Questions about aging better can be emailed to info at agingbetter.ca or by visiting our website at agingbetter.ca. Aging Better in Uncertain Times, brought to you by Delos, Runnymede Health, Jewel 88.5, L'Oreal, La Roche-Posay, Vichy, Avicana, and Sanofi Pasteur, in part to an educational grant. Be sure to drop in for your next doctor's visit on Jewel 88.5, Sundays at 8.30 a.m. or at jewel885.com. Until next time, I'm Gord Martineau with Dr. Fabio Varlese, along with producers Dominic Schulo and David Sirsta. Be well and stay safe.